with your palate cruisers. What is up, Audio Nuts? Welcome into a brand new episode of Audio Nuts. I am Eric Oldboy, online with the infamous R-E-N, Ren himself, and this is your pop culture palate cleanser. What is happening, my dude? So clean, what it do? What it do, what it do? Yeah, me, uh, been up to? I've been busy uh, designing, actually, because we are a design company. Um, Sweet. Right now, we're working on, shout out to Agent Tsunami and his uh, oh, little, yeah. little, uh, little other site, other mini gig that he's doing called Extreme, right, right, right. Extreme Kicks, where they're it's selling like, yeah. like uh, they're like sneaker hits, you know? Yeah, that's dope. And so they're really cool. I actually helped with that one. Yeah. They asked us to like design shirts and merch for them. And what they had in mind was really cool. So we, uh, we're in the process of doing it. Maybe once we're done, we could show the nets out there how cool yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I think that that'd be totally cool. Totally cool. Yeah, and then I've I'm, also been doing some design too. Nice. What have you been working on? So um, I'm working for a company called Sherman Candles and helping them design their candles. And they've been doing all sorts of like fun things, um, unique things that are like customized for other companies. So they, they have can- candles for like donut companies, realtors, all sorts of things like that. Nice. Making big money. Let's go. So that's been really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it's all good in the hood. And then my other design was like, you know, as a, if you're like a freelance designer, this is like one of the projects that you yeah. hate, you hate doing because like my, uh, one of my uncles from California calls up my dad Hey, can I talk to? What up, Uncle? What's going on? Um, I need you to make me a flyer. I can't pay you because we're a nonprofit organization, but I really need your skill set. Freebie designs. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm. I'm in. I'm do, they're doing like a little volleyball tournament. I'm doing a quick flyer promoting nice. the tournament for them. So. Well, that's how you work on your skill set, though, right? So yeah. you're helping them, and you can just dial in all your 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 skills. So there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, and then you know when I need like a new volleyball or something, he hook me up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you always remind him. Remember that time I helped you for nothing? Yeah. But yeah, very cool. Than, what else you been up to? Other than that, you know, I'm in. I'm in. I'm becoming like the. Uh, uh, master beta breeder now like selling a bunch of my fishes it was just pretty cool i still think you should have called the company master betas <laughs> i know <laughs> we've been so amazing master betas just imagine the merch on that alone honestly it's not too late you could still keep your real thing you know house of ren i think that's cool nothing wrong with that that's legit not gross but you could start like a side hustle that's the master betas there's nothing but merch don't actually sell any kind of um, fish through it. Maybe it's like the merch side of this other thing. So it's House of Ren masturbators. So the House of Ren will be like my um, parent company. Yeah, exactly. And this one's solely for the the hilarious merch, you know. And you could be like, "Are you a masturbator? I'm a masturbator." Maybe I'll start designing some and put on my um, T public. Let's go. Yeah, you could t- have. I'm already imagining the, yeah. the first shirt. You could say. Master betas, and then the two fish be like, 
this water seems weird and you can make it kind of like an off white. <laughs> it's genius. It's hilarious. I'll have to, to rewatch this episode and uh, remind myself about that genius idea. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's money in the bank right there for sure. Yeah. So when I make my uh, storefront that sells only betas, yeah, I'll, I'll call it master betas. I wonder right now if masturbata.com is like available. Someone needs to jump on GoDaddy yeah. and see if that's something you can get. Sure, it's taken right. It's, <laughs> it's too, gotta be right. It's too obvious. Is it though? Sometimes you get lucky, you know, you get these things and no one has them yet. Okay, you look it up. As you jump onto like the next uh, thing, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll just riff while you look it up because I'm not quite ready to move off of the beta topic because uh, you've been telling me all sorts of cool stuff like. You introduced me to something I never heard of, which was a beta shelf. Is, isn't that what? Oh, yeah. Oh, masterbeta.com. This site can't be reached. Let's go. Yeah, I was saying that. I just went to masterbeta.com and yeah, it says and? this site can't be reached. Oh, maybe, maybe I it should might buy. be available as long as one of these fools didn't buy it. You know, like these the guys that like buy the domain names and just sit on them and be like, yeah, you can have it. $2,500. Maybe if I add like a hyphen in it, I'm like master hyphen beta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. genius. I was asking you before we had some technical difficulties with our, our Wi-Fi. It's probably on my side. And I didn't, you know, I do this one thing that's usually pretty quick is where I, I reset my router right before we go. And I forgot to do that today. So it's probably overly cached on all the crap that's running off of it in my house. But um, I was going to, I was asking you that thing you were telling me about. Uh, it's like a beta shelf or a beta, like, what was it called? Oh, it's like a, a beta rack, basically. Beta rack. So tell everybody what the beta rack is, because I thought it was totally fascinating. It's kind of like, imagine like there's like a bookshelf, right? Where there's like yeah. f- four rows of books, but instead of books, you replace the books of like little... Um, it's almost know. like little rectangular tanks or something kind of yeah. lined up. And so e- above each tank, there's like a little like nose where you can like, um, it drips in water mm-hmm. to adjust the flow, you know? And so each... each uh, knob drips in water which is which is like pumped from the bottom the new water that's been filtered out right so it's like a whole cycle where it goes from the bottom goes to all the tubes and then gets into the little drip system where uh it gives it gives the tanks like fresh water throughout the day and it recycles over and over again does so when you have it on the shelf and it's like this recycling drip system does the top tank drip into the bottom tank oh no so the basically the it just fills it up enough that it pushes out through like an exhale type button yeah so there's two. like yeah the, and behind each tank there's like a little hole right so once so so once the water gets to that hole it like comes out of the tank right and it drips yeah. down to where it funnels into another tube that goes into the bottom of the that gets tank. filtered and comes yeah, back yeah, up yeah. eventually yeah that's it's cool cra- yeah it's crazy how it works i was like man i, I want one of those how many um, how many shelves are there in a beta rack? Like, is it like six, eight, twenty, fifty? Well, if you if you look on like YouTube or on the interwebs, it's you know, usually what uh, people do like DIY stuff. Yeah, but this one I found at a shop where they're like, "This is the best one you can buy," which is like from Australia, so you can't even get it in the states. Well, maybe you just realized another. Maybe Master Betas isn't just a merch store; it just makes these drip tank shelves. Like oh, no. you, you become the United States manufacturer of beta racks. Yeah. But then the beta rack, man, it looks freaking dope. Like the DIY looks so cheesy. And this one, they like perfected it to where it looks like legit. Right. To where yeah, people use the real it. deal. Yeah. If you look at like uh, a, a, 
shops that sells fishes, they basically use that to promote their betas. And like, oh my gosh, I need one of those. Yeah, maybe for sure. For my what does a beta rat cost? Is it like crazy money? Well, I couldn't find it in like the OG site that that makes them. Yeah. And so I came across this like website in California that probably like carries it from buying it overseas and bringing it to the states. Right, resells them. Yeah, and then they're selling for fifteen hundred. Wow, that's some real money. Now you know why people Jimmy rigged their own rather than buy one. Yeah. Plus, you know, if you could, you could like sell like the, the mail bed is like thirty dollars a piece. You could probably make it up pretty easy. That's true. Yeah, because you're you're still selling fish like crazy, right? Yeah, I've been shipping every week. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Like I'm still like in shock that that's a thing that is successful. <laughs> it's like we were talking about that offline. I'm like, it. It doesn't matter what goofy idea you have. If you're dedicated to it and willing to put in the time, you could live off of it, right? You can make it so it's successful. And like, this is just like a small example of something yeah. that I never knew was a thing that you've made into a thing. Yeah, I was telling my wife, like, you know, there's a big hole in my heart that it's missing. She's like, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. What is that? I'm like, before I start breeding my fish, I imagine getting a bunch of male betas and then I could <laughs> sell it, you know, shelve it really nice show it yeah. off and then sell like each one for like $30 a, a pop and yeah. be making bank. And then, you know, as a universe, like, I'll show you gave me a bunch of females and no, nothing but female betas, but you're like the premium female beta retailer now. Yeah. I'm actually sending one, uh, a Monday to Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Does it come with a little cowboy hat? No, nah. <laughs> I gave him little stickers only. Oh, so you need to make the masturbator stickers to put in there. I know. Some people may not appreciate it. They'll get it. Some like little old lady will get it and she'll be like, what, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is this? Cancel him. This son of a bitch. But yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun. I I enjoy my little hobby. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, what else? What else have you been up to? Uh, keeping up. Trying to keep up with like stocks and right now crypto is really hot. So we're trying yeah. to. NFTs, we're trying to learn more about that. And yeah, it's like the future, man. It's so complicated that it's hard. Well, you're telling me about how like Dogecoin is like gone way up. And I feel like such an idiot for having sold mine so soon because I jumped in on it when it was like 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0.00005 or something. It was yeah. like cents on the dollar for sure. And it was sitting on the cent, you know, it wasn't even a full penny. It wasn't even half a penny. It wasn't even a quarter of a penny when I bought it. And I bought a ton of it. And then I sold it when I was all excited because I made $20 profit. I'm like, $20 profit, let's, let's go. go. Yeah. And now it's worth like 69, 70 cents per, per piece, right? Yeah. But when we were into it, like way back in the day of like yeah. January. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We're like, if it goes eight cents, we're going to sell because that's the highest it'll be. Yeah, it'll never and, go higher than that. Yeah. And then the highest I saw was like 68 cents or something like that. Yeah, they, I was reading this article about it and they said if you had bought $1,000 worth of it in January, you'd be, have almost like a half million bucks or something. It was incredible. <laughs> so this is like, oh, what was I doing? I just don't have the brass ones that it requires yeah. to do that, I think. Because like I was looking at it, I'm like, okay, I'm down with cryptocurrency and I like how cheap this cryptocurrency is. But I'm concerned that it's based off of a meme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I enjoy it. I'll throw some a few bucks at it. But like, yeah, I was I did not have the stones or the what do they call it the diamond hands to hang on to it very long. 
Yeah, you know, as uh, we said before, we are not your financial advisors. <laughs> we're <laughs> no, just telling no. you what we're doing, you know, entertainment purposes only. Yeah, but, for but sure. yeah, uh, it's it's kind of crazy how it's a joke. But now that um, Elon's like tweeting about it, saying it, uh, a few uh, retailers are taking it. You know, I heard that Newegg, the big. Uh, oh, yeah. The computer guys. Yeah. They, I heard that you could use your Dogecoin to buy stuff from there. I'm like, what the heck? That's crazy. Um, Mark Cuban, Dallas Mavericks, you know. And then I heard that the Oakland A's professional baseball team, you could buy tickets with Dogecoin. Yeah, you were what? saying that you could buy like three games of tickets, one seat for three games for like 12 Dogecoins or something. Well, I think like 20 Dogecoin. And then we did oh, the 20, math. Even. I mean, yeah. We did the math. 20 Dogecoin at that point was like $12 for three games. And that's crazy to me, especially if you'd bought it like when I had bought it. I mean, I could have went to a, like an Oakland A's game for like two pennies. <laughs> you'd be like, oh. <laughs> let's go all day. Yeah. It's kind of interesting when you think about it, right? Like, let's say you're you're spending $12 you know, of Dogecoin and then Oakland A's gets it, hoping that if the, the, the crypto goes up, they're going to they're gonna get it like at $20, you know? So they're profiting. Right, and getting more money. Yeah, they're profiting the $8 off of you. So it's kind of like a win-win to where you spend so little for this ticket while they're like making pro- more profit from you. <laughs> in baseball tickets, when you sit in the cheap seats, have always been kind of cheap. Like yeah. I remember as a kid, you could get those kind of things at like the store. If you spent like 50 bucks on groceries, they'd give you like a baseball ticket. Yeah. So it's probably it's along the same lines that they're willing to give those away. But in this instance, you're right. It may end up paying off for them where they end up making as much money, if not more than they would have sold the very most expensive seats for. Yeah, it's kind of crazy if you think about it, right? It, like, it, it's, I don't know, the more I think about it, the more like just my head hurts. Like, oh, I don't think I'm, I can adapt to this. <laughs> Cryptocurrency and NFTs are really like just going bonkers right now. And I saw, in fact, I'm going to steal one of my later news stories and talk about it. Vimo, you know, the ones that you use to like you know, trade cash to a friend and things like that. Yeah. Vimo allows you to buy cryptocurrency now. And so you can actually buy um, cryptocurrency right through the app, which is makes it super convenient. Uh, we were talking about the other day how like I was looking at a map locally for something and I came across uh, the Bitcoin ATM and it was like, you know, like a local convenience store. And they have these things on there where you can go and buy cryptocurrency in like these ATMs in like really crap neighborhoods inside of plaid pantry type stores. And you're like, what is happening? And like, uh, it's amazing how it's like globally growing into like all the sectors. There's nothing above it or below it that doesn't work. Yeah. My question is like, let's say you, you buy Bitcoin through Venmo, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you, pay somebody or pay you know a business or whatever and they do take bitcoin do you just use your venmo to transfer it to to whoever i, I think you know? so i think the benefit of it is the fact that like what we were talking about before like this the value of it can change so the value of a piece of cryptocurrency is not always equal to the value of the dollar you bought it for and so it could change along the ways so it says here that more than 70 million users uh, use venmo now and now they can purchase Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. So that's pretty cool. It says Venmo's cryptocurrency feature went live for some users on Wednesday. 
and is available to more people in the coming weeks. The PayPal-owned company said the feature also includes a tutorial on how to use cryptocurrency, how to buy it, because they, they want to go full bore on this cryptocurrency craze. So it's pretty wow. neat that like we're getting that from uh, big companies that we all know and use. Man, man, we're like going backwards now. News jacuzzis begin. We begin. News <laughs> I know. I know. I had it. I just I, like, it would fit so perfect. I had to jump ahead a little bit because I'm like, this is this is pretty cool. But uh, it does actually lead me to my uh, my next segment that I want to talk about because I think I kind of like going right now. We've been doing the NFTs. So like, Ren, are you down with NFTs? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. Who's down with NFT? Who's down with NFT? Who's down with NFT? Who's down with NFT? So uh, we were talking about like how there's always so many new things coming out in NFTs. And one of the newest things we were actually looking at this offline and you didn't believe me when I told you about it and how expensive it was. But there's a new one called MeBits. And so MeBits is uh, the most current craze right now from Larva Labs. Now, Larva Labs, for those who are really into NFTs, know they're the ones that make CryptoPunks and Autoglyphs. And so they basically make these like little NFT digital collectibles. And so it says here that uh, what they want to do is their MeBits is a series of 20,000 distinctive 3D avatars designed to be used in a metaverse. Remember we've talked about the metaverse in the past and how we yeah. really, we can see it. Like we're, you know what we are? We're like the future tellers. We're like, we're just seeing these things and sharing them with everybody. And it's like, open your eyes so you could be in on it before it's too late. But in the blog piece, it announced that the collection by Larva Labs was they hope that MeBits will be 3D avatars for all virtual worlds, including games and VR. In some ways, the collection closely resembles that of the CryptoPunks. Each MeBit character comes with a different attribute that denotes the level of scarcity. Skeletons, visitors, and robots, for example, are much more scarce than humans. The collection initially went live with community grant that allowed punk and autoglyph owners to mint their own MeBits for free. One character could be minted per punk or glyph. So if you'd already owned uh, um, a punk or a glyph, so if you were already involved in one of those NFTs, you got one of these me bits for free, which is incredible because when I tell you how much they're going for now, you're going to wish you were doing crypto or doing at least uh, the um, the punks. Um, one character, blah, blah, blah. says shortly after the community grant started, a public sale of 9,000 me bits went, went live. They were initially priced for 2.5 ethereum which is about eight thousand four hundred dollars in real money okay uh the price of the nfts then fell as time went on though most of the pieces were quickly snapped up within six hours of going live the public release was completely sold out this meant that one me bit was priced above 2.4 at the sell at time according to the data by dune analytics larval labs made a staggering 79 million dollars in the sell isn't that crazy? And so this is where they got a little bit of um, a little bit of flack. It says the MeBit sales provide uh, proves to be a little bit divisive. Although the Dutch auction format was used to establish a fair market value of the series, many crypto followers took shots at the initial price tag. 
some point into the recent board ape sale that went live last week and it became the talk of the nft community they were being priced at the more affordable range of 0.08 ethereum but the creators didn't have the same prestige that larva labs does and so like the fact that they ended up being averaging out of over eight grand per little digital character I mean, for full full final sale of seventy two million dollars is just insane, and that was it. They're they're only they only minted the twenty thousand for now. That's all that's out there. So if you want one, you have to buy it in the aftermarket for I'm assuming more than eight grand. Damn, you know the zero point zero zero eight is more my speed. <laughs> well, well, I think what's amazing about this is that we talked about in um, past NFT uh, segments. That you can create, you go into like OpenSeas or some of these other ones and create your own NFT for free. It doesn't cost any money. Like you or I could go do that right now. And I've seen what these me bits look like. And I've seen what CryptoPunks look like. CryptoPunks, by the way, look like old 8-bit, like <laughs> animated style. I mean, it looks straight like out of 8-bit video games. But what would stop someone from like you or me just making knockoff and selling them for a lot less? Right. Right? Because like, if, if you don't know how Amoebas look like, it basically imagine Minecraft, but in HD. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're high quality 3D graphics, but I'm quite certain that it would be fairly easy for us to make our own versions of these. Um, I'm just wondering what, what would make them, I don't know, copyrighted or something like that because could be is with we could just call them something else we don't even go close to the same name but just have them in the same vein i mean cool 3d character and then put it on like open seas and say you know guess what it's only four grand and then just yeah. sell, sell the crap out of them we only minted 10 i'm gonna make we're gonna make ones that call like chi bits you know more chi beats out because like because like when you when you draw like chibi or you know all that stuff yeah you basically use the same body like you know the pop the funko pops same body right you're just changing how it looks and, and that's when you look at these me bits so when everybody's listening to this and they jump on their phone and they start looking at me bits tell us that we're wrong that all of them don't have exactly as runes explaining the same structure across yeah. the board with diff different f designs flopped on top we're going to change the hair. We're going to change, you know, the accessories, the shirt, yeah. whatever. But but as a developer or as a designer, you know, you have the same body and this is copy and paste and update stuff, you know, like, oh, my gosh, this is so I just crazy. can't figure out what makes them so valuable. Like it's like they said, the prestige of Larva Labs. It must be the difference. That has to be the defining factor because why couldn't like i said just any general artist make something like that and say hey go ahead and use this i'll put it on the because you go into open seas you put it right on the ethereum blockchain and they could still do all the same things use it in gaming or whatever it is on their their twitter yeah the thing is like i just want to know who the hell is buying these stuff and what do you do with it like and why do they have so much money <laughs> yeah what do you guys do like you guys just stream all day or something like man yeah there's any, like real NFT bros out there. You guys need to like contact us, you know, hit us up on Twitter and I'll get you on the show and you can explain to us yeah. how this works and why you think it's worth it. I want you to blow my mind. Yeah. Cause I, I can't, like I, I get a lot of it, but that one's just kind of like, wow, I just, I'm not sure I quite understand yet. And I wonder if it's just the, the trendiness of it is what's making these values so high. Yeah. It's just kind of like, Look, there's only 20,000 me bits, right? right? And if you use that as your avatar, you're like one of the 
uh, 20,000 that has it and like, oh, look at me. But what's interesting um, about it is, I mean, I could probably straight up steal as soon as I see it floating around somewhere, I could steal an image of it. At least I could have a flattened version of their me bit. You know, it may not move around, but I could like do a still of it instantly. But who's, who's going to stop me? It doesn't have the token, man. That's true. That's true. No, no, we need to do though. We need to do like uh, make your little um, character. Yeah. And then you got to like sell NFT dances like in the Fortnite and start doing all those crazy dances. Kids yeah. will go crazy. What someone needs to do is create their own little avatars and then you let the people pay ahead of time for something customizable on it and then you mint it and then you give it to them. So they make it look the way they want it to look. And I'm not sure from that article, it sounded like maybe they did that a little bit, but that seems like the next evolution in this is where I'm going to pay a grand. I'm going to send you the features I want on it. Like, you know, I'm ordering my pizza and you guys make it the way I want to make it. But ain't, ain't that like last time when we talked about like genie marketplace where they basically uh, NFT outfits where you could buy the outfits yeah, but those are like pre-made outfits, right? Yeah. What if I wanted to have oh. my flamingo shirt and that doesn't exist in there? I'm like, hey, I want you guys to give me this with my Adidas hat. And then they do that. You know what I mean? Like they make it very customized. You know, like like you could buy, you could have um, dorky bobbleheads made of yourself like that. But NFT right. like avatars or something. Yeah. yeah, I guess one of a kind. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if I'm sure somebody will do that if they haven't already. You know, it could already exist for all I know. And then you as a collector, do you just collect it and have it? Or would you like try to sell it or what do you do? I just don't know. Yeah, it's it's still like we're all kind of figuring out still. Like for me, my mind is so much easier wraps around the basketball stuff because I've grown up with basketball cards and trading cards. And so I easily my mind can associate that as a collectible, whereas this is harder for me because I'm older. And I've always seen these things as like, oh, yeah, those are just things you like connect to your, your social media account. And it's silly and fun. But I, I have a harder time understanding the worth. Now, if it was like, say, Ninja or like one of these really famous like gamer dudes had one and I could buy theirs, then I could see some like like $8,000 worth of value in it yeah. because it's associated to him. But these are just like artwork. And so it's seeing how it's worth so much is kind of interesting. Yeah, speaking of the NBA Top Shop, I'm I'm in the subreddit. And oh, yeah. Somebody who posted, he's like, "Have you guys seen this one? You know, you made it when somebody made a parody uh, website of yours, right? Yeah. And they made one called like NBA, like low low shot or not shot or. <laughs> so that's not very clever. <laughs> that's basically NBA the opposite. Low shot. Yeah, something the opposite. Yeah, I forgot what it is, but Bottom basically, <laughs> basically. You know, Shaq's uh, Shacking the Fool. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're making moments yeah. of like the worst plays. Yeah. And everyone's, everyone's like, this is genius. I want this moment better. You know, it's hilarious. All, and honestly, NBA Top Shot should jump on that because they're always talking about doing weird, unique ones like dudes with tattoos, best slam dunks, that kind of thing. So, yeah, they yeah. should totally do yeah. like they should honestly get Shaq and do Shaq and a Fool because I saw when I was watching the Blazer game the other day and they were playing the Atlanta Hawks. And the one guy, they stole the ball. The Atlanta stole the ball from Portland, which makes me sad as a Portland fan. But we killed them. Oh, no, we lost that game. That was yeah, the only we, one we lost yeah. on that road trip. Yeah. And the guy was running ahead. And the guy, uh, Trey Trey Young, went to throw the ball. And the guy tripped, right? He, he fell on the ground. 
Oh, and yeah, as yeah. he's turning around, the ball's <laughs> arriving and just smashes him right in the face <laughs> and bounces out of bounds. It was amazing. And then the announcers start laughing. They couldn't get through it. That would be the perfect. I would like to actually yeah. own that moment. Yeah, see? See, the, it, it started as a joke, like, you know, Dogecoin, but they, they got yeah. something going. Like, it's funny how they have a bunch of, like, those, um, those uh, highlights. And then they did it to where you could, like, put it in your car and buy it and stuff like that. Yeah, but then since it's a joke, it's all like zero dollars, so you can't really buy it. But it's pretty oh, funny. so it's, it, it, yeah, it gets harder when you actually have to build the part around it that takes the <laughs> yeah. money and all that stuff. That's so yeah. funny. I thought it was hilarious. That's like I want those moments more than these moments now. We're probably only a matter of time if it's not already happening away from scammers creating nfts that aren't really anything you know they're not oh, yeah. they're not on any kind of blockchain for confused people that are listening to us and getting excited and they go looking it up and like i'm gonna buy this and then spending money on just like some gift some guy stole off of google i wonder if you like go onto like ebay or something you know and look up nft oh. and see if you like people are selling it, you know because does, does ebay sell digital assets i don't know i haven't tried yeah, I would I would suggest if they do not to buy an NFT off of eBay. <laughs> yes. This is one of my one piece of advice that you should use. Don't buy NFTs off eBay. Yes, just buy my beta fishes. Yes, beta fishes are the real life NFTs. That could be your first NFTs. You could make uh, beta fish graphics to just swim around on their phones. Uh, maybe it's. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to do that. It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move on to our next category. Uh, I think it's time. Time for the healthy stream. Uh, over on Disney Plus, uh, they finished, uh, you know, Captain America and all those good guys, the Winter Soldier and the Falcon and friends. Yeah, and yeah. They, they moved over to Star Wars. And so the first episode of The Bad Batch came out. And it picked up right where kind of Clone Wars left off. And it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. What did you think about Bad Batch, episode one? Yeah, came out on Star Wars Day. May yes, the 4th yeah. be with you. That's it right. was like an hour-long episode. I didn't expect that. I'm like uh, watching it, watching it. I'm like, oh, how long How long do I have left? What, 30 more minutes? I think it was Amazing. even longer than an hour. It was like an hour 15. So yeah, yeah it was really like cool. 70, it was almost like a mini movie. Yeah, for me, I loved it, man. Like you get to see little um Caleb. Spoiler, Spo- spoiler alert. alerts. Yeah, <sighs> and then you you only see like flashbacks of that in uh, Rebels, right. but this one you actually see what happened, and you're like, damn, I got chills, dude. Yeah, you know why he was able to kind of get away because of where he he was just in the right place at the right time when Order sixty six came down. Yeah. It was funny in like, where's your, uh, where's your backup? They're a little crazy, but here they are. I really like the the premise of it. And then they, they gave us, uh, they gave us a little Saw Guerrero too. So we got a young yeah. Saw Guerrero. Um, and then I, they like, they were introducing us to the, the, the messed up clones or the bad batch, you know? And what were they calling them? They had a name for them even. Uh, like uh, 99. Uh, yeah, something. Something 99. Clone 99 or I don't know. They had like a name for their group. Yeah. And uh, they're like, well, there's five of them. And then they realized one of them didn't count as the five. And we learned that the little girl assistant is the fifth clone. Yeah. Cause, cause echo, if you watch clone wars, echo was um, captured. Right. Cause remember when uh, in clone wars, all the, the bad guys kept countering everything that the clones did. And so Rex is like, 
how come they know every move I know, you know? Yeah, turns yeah. out Echo was like Rex's like right-hand man. So they were using Echo's mind to counter Rex's mind. Yeah, I remember that. And that was crazy. And so Echo didn't really count as one of the kind of unique clones that they were attempting to make. And so uh, we learned that the, the little girl is that one. And you were saying that you'd read that she might be force sensitive. Yeah, because they kind of hinted at that, you know, like where she felt feelings and she was a good shot and just kind of like everything that, you know, you see Anakin go through, you know? Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And so the whole theory behind that is uh, why does Palpatine want to track down the, you know, um, team, the Bad Batch, right? Right. It's because she she's with them and they're making a, a Force-sensitive clone for Palpatine sort of thing. So she's like the first trial run at trying to make that Force-sensitive clone. Well, and she's named Omega. And isn't Omega like one of the things that happens first? Isn't that kind of what that word means? And so yeah. that, that's kind of a, that, that kind of all ties together, really. Yeah, it's like the last alphabet of the Greek alphabet. I don't know. Alpha and Omega. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that it was really cool. I really liked the episode. And the best part about it is uh, it came out, like you said, on May 4th. But we get another one tomorrow. So it comes out yeah. every Friday from here on out, starting this Friday. Is that confirmed? Confirmed. I, nice. I did the research. Two this week? Dope. Yeah, two in one week. So by the time everybody listens to this, they'll have seen two episodes. We haven't seen the second episode yet. And uh, because of that, we learned that they're moving Loki once it comes out. It's going to be on Wednesdays because they don't want Loki to conflict with the Bad Batch because there will be a short period of time where both of them are on at the same time. Talk about a good week of TV. You're going to get Loki episodes and Star Wars Bad Batch episodes in the same week every week for a while. Well, at the very least, uh, when we do our podcast, we could talk about Loki. Like the newest episode. Because it comes out on Wednesdays. (laughs) I'm, I'm so excited for that show. I mean... Honestly, between if I only if I didn't know anything about WandaVision or Winter Soldier and I just was thinking of all of them, I would still pick Loki because Loki, like I just like the concept of it. I really like Tom Hiddleston. I think yeah. that it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that was the one that if you didn't know anything, you would look forward to the most. Yeah. Wanda was a surprise because it was like just really good. Yeah, Wanda was really good. And I read some more about how uh Kevin Fehe was saying that um WandaVision is absolutely leading into uh, Doctor Strange in the multiverse, and the, they are like tight knit as far as their plot points. Nice. So that'll so, be, be super cool. So she is on a mission to find her kids. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, she's going to be well. I think we, we're going to use our predictions. We're going to pull out our predicting face. I think that, yeah, she's almost the villain because she's like messing things up, trying to bring back her kids with her new witchy magic that she can, she's learned. And he's got to kind of face her. And she, you know, like any mother that's trapped, she'll do anything to protect her kids. She's lost them once. She's not going to lose them again. Wait for that line. You guys come back and listen to this when I say that line's going to be in it. And it will be him versus her. And they're they're jumping in because of the the magic that's involved. We got all these different universes. And we bring these kids to life finally. And we have the beginning of the Young Avengers. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you, you know, um, sticking with marvel and captain america and the winter soldier you know how um the the black captain america yeah Mm -hmm. um his nephew becomes yeah he becomes a patriot yep does he have powers 
So I, I think that what I read was that he does not have powers, but oh. that um, he's just really good at something or like, but who knows? They might give him powers in the end. You know, he might end up inheriting them somehow. Or so maybe like, it was because of his bloodline. He has a little bit of super serum in him or something, but not the level of the real Captain America. It was something like that. So, so it is genetic then? The After you uh, inject yourself a super serum? That you can pass it on? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about it because that's a character that didn't exist in my comic book reading days. So anything I know, I may have read on Wikipedia and then forgotten half of it. So yeah. I wouldn't take any of this as like <laughs> go to the grave type advice or, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm doing my best here. And like, how come Cap never got any kids with uh, Asian Carter, man? Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, he was frozen for a very long time and he killed off all the little guys. So he couldn't oh. make any kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're frozen for 70 years, maybe there's some side effects. <laughs> but super serum, man, wicks him back yeah. up. He, he didn't have any super serum inside of him, so uh, to shoot. Uh, also, on the Marvel front, since we're talking about Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel 2 is now going to be called The Marvels, and I think we know why. I mean, because we've been, they've been teasing all these different Captain Marvel variations, right? So you've got yeah. the main Captain Marvel. We learned that Monica Rambeau is going to become some sort of Captain Marvel-y type character, and she's already been confirmed to be in the new Captain Marvel. And then we're getting the Miss Marvel show with uh camilla whatever her name is and so um that's cool so we're at least three different versions of captain marvel maybe even more yeah because originally i thought that it was going to be their own stuff right no man we're gonna combine everything dude maybe that's smart though because i mean of all the marvel movies a lot of people had a problem with brie larson as captain marvel so maybe less of her is better yeah i think it's just her personality in in the movie like as an actress i i do like her you know yeah, I think but, that whoever made that movie made her a little too like dull. Like yeah. they didn't want her to be kind of fun. And I honestly think you could make Captain Marvel fun like Thor, and it would be just as enjoyable, if not more. Right. Um, they also renamed Black Panther 2, or it's gonna be called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So that's pretty cool. So uh, we still don't really have any details on it, but I mean I'm down. Yeah. Over on Netflix, I've been watching some more Shadow and Bone, and I know you told me you finished it, so I thought maybe we could give uh, reviews on Shadow and Bone. I've only seen the first handful of episodes. Um, I like it okay. Like I mentioned before, it really helps if you know kind of what the hell's going on before you get into it. Um, I think the pacing's a little slow, but the acting's pretty good. But I like the, the, the concept of it. And you've seen the whole first season, right? I did. I, so what's I watched your, the whole thing. Yeah, that's cool. What's your review then on having seen it all? Is it something you would recommend or what did you like and dislike about it? Uh, for me, I gave it a solid uh, four nuts. Four nuts. So it's yeah. below average. And then the ending, it got me like half a nut. So total four and a half nuts. Okay. Oh, so you like the, the ending? Well, because like, you know, the beginning where they show you the fold, like all these monsters, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then they like kind of like, like uh grab you into the show like, let's go monsters yeah powers let's go you know right up our alley and then from like episode two to episode seven it's like talkie 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 and it's just like drama after drama nothing, nothing really happens right and then at the end it's like we're going back to the fold baby and then stuff finally happens 
And so they like, saved oh. all their special effects budget for the beginning and the end. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, it's for me at the end of the show, I'm like, you know, I'm rooting for the bad guy, man. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm in the dark side. See, I don't think I've even gotten far enough that I know who the bad guy is. So I'm, I'm not yeah. like familiar who's the real bad guy. So that's still something I need to learn. But you were saying that you really like the gunslinger dude, that he kind of grew on you as to one of your yeah. favorites. Yeah, he's he's like freaking hilarious, man. He's like just you just gotta watch me. He's my favorite character. Yeah, no, and I liked I liked him for the little bit that I've seen. Like I like the scene where they're on the train going across the fold and he's like shooting all the, the creatures off the roof. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, just keep watching once you finish, and then we'll see if you're in the in the four like, and a half range. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah get back to me it's better than the irregulars you know that was one of the other ones i know you watched all the way and i gave up after the first episode and i'm glad i did because i heard today that they've canceled it so they're making no more episodes of the sherlock holmes irregulars netflix show yeah that was a very very mediocre and like i gave uh shadow and bone four and a half but i think shadow and bone is better than that show so yeah yeah, yeah. So there you go. And so if you haven't seen the irregulars, don't waste your time because it's not even coming back for another season. Um, I finished a show I did finish uh, that I talked about last time was Why Are You Like This, which I said was kind of like the always sunny in Philadelphia meets like broad city type Australian hilarity. And it's really funny. So it, it gets funnier as it goes. Um, I had been I was about halfway when we talked about it last time and I finished it this time and it progressively gets better. I feel like the more you get like most sitcoms that are good. The more you get to know the characters and their traits and their attributes, the funnier it becomes. And they're definitely not afraid to really push the limits of good taste, which is always my favorite. <laughs> so it was really good. So, yeah, I, I can recommend uh, wholeheartedly. Why are you like this on Netflix? I'd give it a solid seven. It's a funny show. I'd like to see. I hope they get renewed because uh, I went and looked at the, the main girl. I'm like, she's funny. So I looked and she's like a stand up comedian. And so I went to follow her on Twitter. And she has like less followers than we do. I'm like, I'm like, what the crap? So uh, I might actually try to see if I can get a hold of her and get her on yeah. the show. Bring her on the show. We love Why her. Why are you not more popular? She's cute. She's funny. I mean, she's got a sweet ass Australian accent. I mean, what's not to like? I mean, you guys deserve another shot. So um, if you're out there, I don't even know what her real name is, but uh, you deserve more love for that television show because she's also the creator and the writer. If you could get her on the show, I promise you that I will watch that show. Okay, <laughs> I'll try. I'll give it a shot. I mean, it can't hurt. I mean, she'll either ignore me or just say no. So it never hurts to try. But yeah, I was reading more about her and they got that show on. It was very similar to It's Always Sunny, how it started because those who don't know, It's Always Sunny was one on a contest. So when FX was in its early years, they held a contest that said, hey, if you, you want to be the next sitcom stars, make a pilot and send it to us. And it's only Sunny people made a pilot and sent it to them. And they ended up winning the contest. And that's how it became this super long running television show. Nice. Well, ABC over in Australia, which, by the way, is not the same. I was like told dumbass last time, like ABC over there does all sorts of different things. ABC stands for the Australian Broadcasting Company <laughs> when you're in Australia. So completely different thing. So my bad on that. But the Australian Broadcasting Company was like, hey, we want to do something similar. And they were having a contest and they did the same thing. They created basically like a YouTube video, submitted it and won. And this was their nice. pilot season to see if it's something that they'll keep making. Nice. Yeah. Hey, is it is it a fun fact that we went to the bar 
that's in, oh the yeah, i don't think we've ever told anybody that we've been to the oh, it's always sunny bar uh patties right yeah 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 that's that's true that was a good time were you with me when i went to the cheers bar because i've been there too no oh that, that was cool too no. so yeah been to that one and uh yeah patties that was that was cool we went in there we actually did we have a drink i think we yeah. even had a we drink. had a drink and we had it had we had come on yeah, so we've been to the actual location so that it's based on not that it's filmed i believe it's filmed on the studio um over on amazon prime uh i finished and i think rin finished as well invincible and i really i really liked it i liked i was I was almost shocked by how gory it got. Like they kept telling me this was a really adult aggressive show. And it had like these moments where like, Oh my gosh, that's violent for a cartoon, man. That last fight between spoiler alerts between, (laughs) between Omni man and invincible was just amazing. Like I was like, Holy crap. Yeah. Cause I was telling you uh, that when I watched anime or, you know, cartoons I watch, yeah, all the fight scenes are kind of like you know slice and dice when they when there's blood you know you cut off a head or cut up arm. Right. But this one was just like it just kept hitting and kept hitting and just like it's not gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, it was it was next level incredible. And I want to talk about it a little bit. So if you haven't seen Invincible or the last episode, I don't want to ruin it for you. So like fast forward a few minutes to get past this. But um, we finally learned that. Omni Man is a real bad guy, and that he's just there to take over the Earth as a Venomite or whatever the hell they're called from his alien race. And he's like, uh, Invincible's like, what about Mom? And he's like, well, Mom's more of a pet to me. And it's just like that was like, whoa, that's crazy. And he yeah. just like he honestly doesn't care about human life because everybody compared to him is inferior, and so it's not all that emotional to him because he just doesn't understand why it should be. They're just they live for thousands and thousands of years and we're just, you know, we're basically like ants. It'd be similar. Yeah. Like you're walking down the sidewalk. You wouldn't think twice about stomping on a colony of ants and just keep going. And that's how he treats humans. <laughs> yeah. But then at the very end, it kind of like dawned on him like, wait a minute. Maybe I do care about Mark, you know? Yeah. It was weird because like something clicked cause he was beating the living shit out of him. And like he was smashing him in, busting him all to pieces. And then yeah, all of a sudden he just like, Pew! and he's gone out into outer space. And I was listening to another show that was given like big time details on Invincible. And these guys actually have read the full comic book series. And they said that it follows the series pretty closely. They're doing a really good job of that. Yes. And they were saying that um, they wouldn't be surprised if in season two, by the way, it's been renewed for season two and three already. That's how popular it is. But they were saying that um, it's possible that we won't see Omni-Man at all in season two because of his um the plot points that happened to him do you want me to tell you do you want to know or do you want to leave it up to surprise uh leave it up to surprise okay so i won't get into the details but yeah there's a lot of things that happen in between now and the finishing of the invincible series that will really make you rethink everybody and it sounds pretty incredible just the parts they were talking about and what's extra cool is, you know, how Seth Rogen had um, a kind of a cameo voice in it. Is yeah. the space alien that checks in on Earth. Uh, Seth Rogen liked it so much that he's developing a live action version of Invincible that's completely separate from the cartoon. And so we're going to get a movie eventually based on Invincible with real actors. And I was trying to think, uh, like, who would you cast as the characters? No, remember, I already did that for uh, on Twitter. I, I know you're talking it. about John Hamm, right? Yeah, John Hamm as uh, Omni Man and Ryan Omni Ham. Yeah, 
and then Ryan Potter as uh, uh, Mark. Remind me who Ryan Potter is and what he's from that I would know. Uh, he's the voice of Hero from um, uh, uh, Big Hero Six. Oh, and he's he plays the Beast Boy in the the, the Titan show on uh, HBO Max. HBO. Is he pretty young? Like we would buy him as a high schooler. Yeah, and he's from Portland, Oregon. Let's go. Oh, nice. Very cool. You said his name was Ryan Potter. Yeah, he's not a he's not a wizard. He's just a regular dude. He's not a wizard. Yeah, <laughs> like his brother Harry. Yeah, yeah. If you look up Ryan Potter, you like, dude. He's like the only person that could play Mark Man in my eyes. Like, yeah. Hopefully that happens then, because yeah, I, I was I've been trying to think about who would play all the characters. Like, who would you have play Adam Eve? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because it. Ha- I think the key here is they're all voiced by adults, but they need to be teenagers in a live action movie, right? They can't be the adults that they that you know the voice actors. Were there any voice actors in Invincible that you think could just automatically play the same part in the um in the um? Movie? I think Rafi has to play Rafi, <laughs> yeah, but he's way older than his character. Because remember, he is dating the girl who's a high schooler. Yeah, just just get, let's put on. Like having wears mask the whole time. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe um, robot, because yeah, that's the guy from um, that other superhero show. What's his name? Oh, Skyler. Uh, yeah, Spock. That guy. Uh, uh, Zachary Quintino. Or yes. Whatever. Is it Zach- Zachary Quinn Some- something? Some- yeah, he could he could totally still play a robot because his voice is perfect for it. So that'd be okay. Especially since it's just like a garbly gook thing in the in yeah. the end, I think it would work okay. Dude, that, that scene was so like kind of like 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 uh, like, like gaming like to the death. Like, yeah, it was uh, like I love that show. So um, in the end, I think that I would like to give it a review now that I've seen the entire series of a nine. I liked it that much. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't watch as much uh, animation as you do. So what would you give the first season of Invincible? Um, after watching the whole thing and I got rid of my, you know, bias yeah. from my anime bias, I actually gave it like a nine and a half. I really nice. Like Even better than me. And you yeah. were the one telling me that I only liked it because I was a white guy. They didn't watch yeah. it. <laughs> Cause I think the, um, you know, I got over the, you know, the emotional part of it and just right. kind of like watched it for what it is. And the storytelling is really good. It's really good. But yeah. I think you did catch on to something cause I was listening to the other show and they were saying too, that. One of the things they had a very limited budget on this, and they actually would recycle uh, um, different cells and things, and that's why, I, or they would have it really flat where they didn't animate it, and things were just happening, or they'd add really slow moments in to get the full yeah. hour. Yeah. So yeah, you, it's not like you were imagining it; it's true. But for like basic people like me who don't watch a lot of really good detailed anime, it was just like, oh yeah, that's I didn't even think about that; it never oh, even occurred good. to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I pulled up my uh, my tweet from our Twitter and this yeah. is this is Ryan Potter if you can see yeah, back up oh, oh sort of your your lights are so hot oh yeah so oh hot. yeah I see him now okay there you go yeah that guy would totally be the right dude he is the perfect Ryan uh, Mark Mark Grayson I wonder how old he is he's like he 20 looks... he's like 20 early 20s okay so he could play high school yeah in yeah. in the movies all high schoolers are 20 something yeah and even the animated version of Invincible, I always thought they drew him to look a little older than what I would consider a high schooler who looked more like a college kid to me. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, over on HBO Max, 
I watched Tenet. Tenet was uh, the big movie drop. You know, they're doing all the, the Warner oh, yeah, Brothers yeah, yeah. stuff. And so I watched Tenet, and honestly, uh, I'm kind oh, of yeah. uh, I'm kind of uh, on it. Wow, I thought we, it was we, good. We, I didn't. Did I like didn't watch it? it. I didn't watch it. Oh, I was hoping to get your review. So uh, my personal opinion, and I don't want to you know sway you or the listeners. It's definitely uh, worth worthy of a watch. Um, I feel like it's so similar in tone and style to Inception. The problem for me is the big trickery special effect is just them playing the video backwards. <laughs> like the big special effects and shit goes backwards. Yeah. And um, I felt like the special effect, uh, silly, you know, unique idea of Inception was way cooler. Like it looked cooler. I thought the concept of it was cooler. And so I feel almost like Tenet should have came out first. Like if it would have came out before, if Inception never existed and I saw Tenet, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And then when I saw Inception, I'm like, holy crap, that's even cooler. But they're both mine Fs, right? So both movies will leave you thinking and then like, wow, that, that was kind of weird, right? Because that's kind of the, I think that's what he's going for. The other thing that I didn't like is the audio mix in this movie is horrendous. And he does this thing where the background music is oftentimes louder than the people talking. And so it's like, what the, like, you almost have to watch it with the subtitles on. That's how I watch movies anyway. So I think I'll be okay. That'll help because like, I was like, what did he say? What did he say? What did Batman just say? What did he say? (laughs) Like, I, I couldn't figure what the hell was happening. So, um, and then the thing, only thing I think that maybe you may not like it, or you probably, I don't know, it does have a lot, not necessarily time travel. God damn it, time they, travel. They call it, they call it time inversion, which I found even more irritating than time travel when you try to c- conceptualize what the hell is happening. And my theory is all these people on the social media is like, oh, this is the most amazing movie. They didn't get it. They think it feels fancy because once you get to the end, you see the end, the conclusion. You're like, oh my god, it's so simple. Like the movie itself is not that complicated, but the way they do it is overtly complicated, just to make you feel like you sat through something way more smart than it is. And anybody that's trying to tell me that it's the smartest movie that, and I just don't get it, I think they didn't get it, <laughs> and they just feel like, well, I didn't get it, so it must be really smart. It's kind of like when I'm driving, right? I'm just like predicting what's gonna happen, and they just show my prediction. And then no, look, make it look like it's time travel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Basically. Should be a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's, it's the, the concept. I don't want to ruin it for you guys really giving away anything in this movie will ruin it for you. Cause when you get to the end, you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, you, you didn't get it. Cause you didn't hear anything. Yeah. Well, I got it though. <laughs> when it was over, when it's said and done, like it took me to the very end for me to be like, Oh, okay. And so I would give tenant, Mm, it's beautiful it's well acted it's hard to hear <laughs> the special effects are fine even though it's just a bunch of reverse uh i'd give it a six so it's better than average but it's not a movie i would ever watch again i, I found parts of it to be a little slow and boring uh i feel feel like i'd got most of the effects out of the trailer <laughs> so then you just kind of had to watch it play out and I, even though it's supposed to be like mysterious i kind of knew what was going to happen before it even finished you just don't get it man you don't get it. <laughs> I'm just not hip enough. I'm not no, hip enough to it. You ain't woke. Yeah. I don't think you have to be woke for 10 minutes, but that's cool. 
Um, also on HBO, uh, they did release some stills from the prequel of the House of Dragons, which I was like, whoa, cool. I don't know anything about it other than that makes me excited that it is, in fact, really happening because there's pictures of it. So um, I'm pumped. Yeah, because I when, it, when it's released, I'm like, I, I text my wife. I'm like, you know how I know that you're going to watch the House of the Dragon? She's yeah. like, how? And I was like, because Matt Smith is in there. Is he, is, he, is he a Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah, he's Doctor Who. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I mean, I can't really give too much more about it other than it's something that's happening because I haven't seen anything other than a couple pictures. Well, one thing that I had a question on from those photos. Yeah, was the black guy supposed to be a Targaryen? Oh, I I don't know. Yeah, that'd yeah, be interesting because he, he had like you know the blonde hair, right? And that's kind of like their main look, right? They're the ones that have the super blonde hair. Yeah. But in, in my mind, like, you know, the Targaryens are so into like their lineage and bloodline. Right. That why would they even go outside of that? So just, maybe that'll be an interesting plot point. Yeah. You know, maybe something that they never, they didn't talk about, but happened kind of thing, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of like uh, the first Americans and their slaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. That would be interesting. I'm totally, I'm totally interested in that. Yeah. Um, the only other TV tidbit is I've been watching more Naked and Afraid, and I still highly recommend it. It is amazing. I love it. It's uh, 60 days of pure uh, adrenaline of these people doing crazy stuff. So if you're not watching it, you know, find Discovery and watch it because it's great. Yeah, for me, Naked and Afraid is like the most intriguing TV show that I watch. I'm just like, what is happening? But I just, wife, I just can't look away. What What's yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah. You're so sure they're going to die. And you're like, why are these people doing this? And there's no prize. Like, especially this episode, it's the first time ever. They're going 60 full days, no help, no support, butt ass naked in the Louisiana swamps. And what's funny is they're only like six days in. Someone's already quit. And they're all acting like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to them. And they've all done this at five. This is like most of their times, fifth time they've done it. So, yeah. And like you said, you know, there's like no prize, but yet people come back and do it and do it again and like what's going on man like, yeah that, well i think they like to like kind of prove themselves but they must be turning this into money after the fact they're showing up at like outdoorsman shows or something but like yeah i'm the guy that survived this thing oh i have never heard any events with them <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be somewhere i think we just don't run in the right circles they're not showing up at comic-con <laughs> yeah, i want to see you in your naked and afraid outfit because <laughs> i remember um seeing one season where there's a dude that was from Oregon and the one that they're like in the desert or something. Oh like, yeah. I mean, like normally in, they do put them Egypt? somewhere where they're going to, they're going to die of thirst. So yeah. Uh, yeah. They have the one guy, Matt, anybody who watched naked and afraid, no Matt's probably of the legends. He's the most legendary one. Cause he's the one that always kills stuff and like lives forever because he's yeah. able to kill so many things. And the only time he ever gets kicked out is when he gets weird infections from killing things. <laughs> from his foot <laughs> yeah and so spoiler no spoilers but he does have some issues similar to that but he's still trucking along killing things and he's awesome is nick in there too uh maybe i don't remember like for some reason i remember matt's name and that's about it <laughs> yeah what does nick, nick look like nick looks like a i don't know like a skinny white guy but <laughs> but he's the one that gets a lot of eels all the time what was smart this time is these dudes all showed up a little chubby. It's like they've done yeah. it enough times that they all know, like even Matt was like fat and like, oh, dad bods unite. Cause that's yeah. like, I'd be perfect for naked and afraid. I'm already ready to go. Cause like most of the time you watch the earlier seasons, you know, you're just starving all the times. So you know, yeah. 
Well, I think they were all thinking 60 days. That's two full long months. And they're going basically from uh, fall into, into winter. So it's going to get really cold. Yeah, you're not going to want to be super skinny on this uh, this season. Can you imagine training for this show? Just like eating out all the time. Yeah, you would have to just like eat mayonnaise sandwiches like a crazy person before you went on there. Because uh, yeah, it's 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 intense to say the least. Yeah, the funny the funniest thing I've seen on on that show is like when people train for the show, they're like, "I train by walking outside barefoot." I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and that wouldn't help them on this one because they're all yeah. like just sinking, right? Because I mean, it's swamps and they're like trying to walk and it's like sinking into like waist deep mud. And I won't tell you the bad things that live in the mud. It's just ugh, ugh, just the thought yeah. of it. I would never do it. People are yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, I think this is the perfect time to quick take a quick break. We'll come back. We have just a couple of t- uh, tasty trailers today and then we'll get those news stories that we missed last episode. So we'll see you all on the flippity flip. <laughs> Need affordable graphic design? Visualantidesign.com should be your first stop. High quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit Visualantidesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, my first uh, tasty trailer, you know, both of my tasty trailers today should be called tasty teasers, which sounds way dirtier than it is. <laughs> so my, my tasty teasers, the tasty trailers. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, my first one is actually off of a sizzle reel. So Marvel released a sizzle reel that shows a whole bunch of stuff. And they just like threw in a little Eternals footage without telling anybody. Or sizzle. So, yeah, sizzle. And we're like, holy smokes. And so we got to see our first kind of glimpses of actual Eternals action. Uh, what did you think about this? These quick moments? Yeah, it caught me off guard. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Like, rewind. Let's watch that I, again. I think the only thing that bothers me with uh, the Eternals is yeah. they, they have too much of like uh, well-known actors and actresses. And you know, like, I can't, like, mm. and like, Ah, oh, why can't why did you guys choose Angelina? And why can't you choose somebody else that you know just becomes that part rather than yeah? That's me a seeing, really that's, good point. That's the Angelina. It's, why is Tomb Raider in here? You know, <laughs> right? Like, no, that's that's a really good point because you know you think about Marvel movies and think, well, these are all superstars, but a lot of them became the superstars because yeah. of the Marvel movies. Like yeah. who 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 Chris Hemsworth was before the Marvel movies? Nobody. Yeah, and now he's like a huge star. And so you're absolutely, that's a fantastic point because they loaded up with people we all recognize. We recognize Angelina Jolie. We recognize uh, Kumar, whatever his name is. We recognize the dude from Game of Thrones. We recognize all these folks. Yeah. Why does Rob Stark in here, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But then that's, Rob Stark, for me, that's kind of okay because you don't really know him that much, you know? You just kind of know him from Game of Thrones and that's it. Yeah, that's, I guess that's fair. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They had too many too many famous people but um and they didn't give us a ton right they only give us a little bit of what's going on but it's enough to make me go okay i want i want more when's the big trailer coming out yeah and my other question was like you know how um the asian chick uh, gamma gamma chan oh yes that's her name by the way um i remade my top 10 uh hots list not that long ago and she's on my list because nice. holy smokes. And she's my age. I you know that that's the funniest thing. I went back, I thought I gotta remake my top 10 because you know that's a normal thing to do for people. <laughs> so I was working on it because you know me, I like a good list. I was working on my list, and when I got done, I realized that like nine out of my ten 
top 10 hottest ladies out there were age appropriate for me. And I was like, let's go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So my question about her is like, she's in this movie, right? Yeah. But she's also in Captain Marvel movie. What did she play in Captain Marvel? She played like a green looking alien with um, Jude Law. Remember that? Maybe their thoughts are that you won't be able to tell because of all the makeup and things. Yeah. Oh, I could tell, man. That's Gamma. <laughs> I know Gamma from anywhere. Yeah, she is. She is a smoke show. And she's age appropriate. So that part I like. Yes. Yeah, the first time I seen her was in this uh, show called um, Humans. Yeah. Or being, being Humans. Being or, Human. Or Human. Where she was like an AI. Oh, okay. Yeah. It would make sense to make her a robot because she's perfectly proportioned. Um, the other teaser we got was Stranger Things. So um, it was kind of cool. So instead of just uh, giving us a full uh, Stranger Thing, they gave us like a little clip. And did you see it or no? I did. I did. Okay. So in the clip, we see them basically, it takes us back to the doctor who was running the, the program, which 11 came up. And we learned that there were a whole bunch of those kids, which we kind of knew. They teased us with, I think, one of the numbers at one point in season two or three. And so we get to see the, all these other kids that have maybe abilities, which makes me think we're going to see some other kids that can make shit float here coming up soon. Yeah, because the thing is they didn't really show that the kids have powers, but they kind of alluded that they were like moving stuff or, or something's happening. Right. I mean, it was a whole program to see if they could get these kids to do this kind of stuff. And 11 was clearly the most successful that we know so far. But yeah, there was like an entire room of these kids. And you can see the doors with all the numbers on them. And then they swing and focus in on number 11. And so I'm like, okay, maybe they'll get back to like what made, excuse me, what made Stranger Things great. Maybe a little more subtle and not so much monsters right at, out the gate. Will you be mad if this whole season is a prequel? No, I don't think I would be, but I don't know how they could even do it unless they got another cast member to play her because she's grown up a lot. I know. Yeah, it's because it ended with them like in Russia, right? Yeah, that's right. Where's Hopper, man? He got sucked through like a wormhole and ended up in Russia, yeah. Russia somehow. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you would do the whole season as a prequel unless they don't ever really show Eleven that much and they just special effect make her look younger or something. Or maybe they were geniuses and they filmed a bunch of scenes with her early on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll probably do like an episode or, or some as a prequel of like all the kids because they might introduce, you know, more kids to help out the, the OG kids. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if they're all of a sudden we're moving from their little tiny sleepy town all the way over to Russia, like all, if somehow like, I'm trying to imagine what the plot is that you could give these four kids or five kids to go to another country. <laughs> Like I, I, I'll be curious to see how they work it, so it doesn't feel absolutely silly. Be funny if they just make the whole, the whole like uh, Stranger Things universe, all these kids with superpowers throughout the, you know, the nation. Like, god damn it, <laughs> what's going on? That would be. I think that would be bad. Yeah. And I'm, please don't I'm not, do that. I'm hoping it's gonna be good. I guess I'm rooting for it to go back to more quiet and subtle, but it could obviously go the opposite way. But for me, I feel like the Stranger Things seasons have gotten worse every season. Like the first one was a perfect 10. Like it's one yeah. of my all-time favorite one single seasons of show. It didn't need to have sequels. It had a start. It had a middle. It had a finish. It was fantastic. And then every one after that was kind of like, eh, okay, it was, that one's pretty good. No, that one's fine. And then they get a little bit less. So I'm hoping that this doesn't continue that trend. 
yeah for me the other seasons it had like it's moments and that's it you know it, it had a good like you know season two the demi dogs oh let's go you know <laughs> and stuff like that but yeah as a, as a whole season is not as good as season one the og yeah they need to not try to top themselves constantly like they felt like they have to give us more you know and we don't need it anymore we need them to take a step back and it might be better that way so I think it's time, time to dip our toes in the news jacuzzi. So my first news story has to do with uh, pizza delivery. I mean, who doesn't like to get pizza? And so uh, our friends at Domino's, uh, we've pro- you've probably even seen it. I think they've even started having commercials for it. But they've created these uh, automated cars that will deliver your pizza to you with no human being in it at all. (laughs) I was reading about this on CNN Business, and it says here that the robots are coming and they're bringing pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. My page is loading. But oh, here we go. We come in peace. This week, Domino's is rolling out a robot car delivery system to service select customers in Houston. You know, a lot of times this stuff seems to happen in like, uh arizona yeah arizona sometimes uh for those who opt in their pies will arrive in a fully autonomous vehicle made by neuro there's another one you look up on your investments here's how it works customers in the woodland heights neighborhood of houston can choose robot delivery receive text with updates on the car's location and numerical codes that can be used to retrieve the order once the car arrives, the customer enters the number on the bot's touchscreen and the car door opens to serve them the food. So the only downside of this, is you got to leave your house. So maybe this is great in Houston where it doesn't rain a bunch, but here in Oregon, I'm not sure that I want to truck out there in my socks and like in the rain and punching the code into the robot pizza delivery. <laughs> you're, you're used to a doorside um, drop-offs now. <laughs> and they're doing something like I hadn't had Domino's in a million years. But uh, during our, our uh, COVID quarantine, where we all got locked in here for a couple of weeks, uh, we actually broke down one night and ordered Domino's, and it was pretty good. And I have to give them credit for credits, too, because I'm not usually a big fan of theirs. But I swear to you, I don't know how they do it or whatever, but the pizza showed up so hot, it was unedible at first. And I'm like, how did they get it from there to here? And I don't understand they have those heat bags and all that stuff, but it felt like they were had it in like a goddamn oven <laughs> the entire way. Maybe it was one of those cars that had an oven. Yeah, do they have that? It seems yeah. like they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, they ha- they have that. Like the car has an oven in the back, and they just keep it warm. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Are you excited about pizza delivery via? I mean, it's the only downside to this. Like, I'm all about technology personally. I think it's cool, but uh, this does take away the job of you know your basic minimum wage workers who get a lot of good tips and things like that. The nice thing for the user is you don't have to tip a robot. Um, but is it going to be faster? Is it, is it, how is it more convenient to me other than you can say that you're other than Domino saving money on that worker? What, how does it benefit the, the customer? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, of all the things you can add, it doesn't make a lot of sense for the customer. I want a robot to grab it out of the car and deliver it to me on my, my doorstep. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> one of those like crazy, like, Boston scientific robot dogs grabbed the pieces like and like came rolling up to the house. That'd be okay. I'd be totally down for that. Okay, hold on. My my iPad's completely crashed. Just a white screen. Oh, the robots. It's happening. They heard me, they heard me talking shit. They're like, oh, he thinks he can run this thing. 
and have his show notes still work. He's wrong. You know how like technology, yeah, technology always like um, makes more technology. You know, maybe their autonomous driving yep. will like influence, you know, Elon Musk to make his like better. Or, I don't know, you know, or like you know, Ford to do theirs. Well, there's or, a lot of that. Like, yeah, because I've seen a lot of uh, buses now. They have those buses that'll drive you to and from the airport that are all autonomous. There's nobody in them. You just sit in them. I mean, I don't know. Would you be nervous riding a bus like that that had no person driving it? Well, if I, it's, yeah, for me, it's kind of sketchy because um, for that to make, to be perfect, you need to live in like a, like a, like a digital world where everything's connected, right? You know, like all the, the side panels are, I don't know, man. Yeah. Cause it's the human factor of everybody else. Yeah. Cause this, this car could be perfectly safe, but I don't know what this guy's thinking or that girl's thinking, you know, like. Well, maybe that's a good step with the pizza robot car then, because if it crashes, you only lose a couple pizzas. You don't lose anybody's life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my next story has to do with Quibi. You remember Quibi? Oh, yeah. It's back. Yeah. Quibi's back. No way. <laughs> yeah. So Quibi's back. We, uh, if anybody who listens to this show knows that Quibi's been quite the roller coaster for us. Quibi came out. I was super excited because it came out during our furlough early in the year. I'm like, yeah, Quibi, or early last year. And and I sat at home and I watched all these dumb little TV shows on my phone for a a couple of weeks. And I I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then my free trial ended and I never paid money for it once. And the company went out of business. They lost billions of dollars. Because of you. Yeah, because of people like me, for sure. Uh, Well, so all that good content, I mean, they bought all this content. So it came up for a bidding war. And you can actually bid on it. And Roku. Our friends at Roku ended up buying all the Quibi originals. And so now they're adding them to the Roku channel. So anybody who has a Roku and watches the Roku channel, which is getting way better, like it has a ton of channels. It has like 500 channels now. Um, we'll actually have uh, all the Quibi originals. Well, the good news is that you can watch the Quibi shows, but not YouTube. I know. <laughs> but it's so funny because I got the email from, speaking of that, I got the email from YouTube and the Roku like arguing, telling me why each of them suck. And then I finally got the email that said, oh, by the way, uh, Roku and uh, YouTube couldn't come to a, a deal. It's over with. I mean, they're getting divorced kind of thing. But yeah, it still works. I haven't had it not work. It still works. We're still using it. So I'm going to use it up to the last moment. And then I, I following your advice the last time where rather than go searching for a new one like that, I'm going to go ahead and just get myself like an Amazon cube or something. Yeah, I'll- at least this it should work until uh, Nick and Afraid's over. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Well, yeah. I'm, you know what I'm hoping on is I'm hoping that it works for the remainder of the NBA season. So that's kind of where my hope is right now. I'm like, that's where I watch all my sports. So uh, whatever. Well, the thing is, you're gonna get your wish. It's gonna end at the end of the season, but then you're gonna miss the playoffs. Like, no, <laughs> no, please don't do that to me. Um, and my final story. My final news story, since we already used my Venmo cryptocurrency story, uh, it was one that you actually showed me, and I looked up some more, and I thought, this is super cool. What? So, yeah, I know. Uh, Disney. Disney is taking it to another level again at their theme parks. So they've actually come up with a real lightsaber. Well, as oh, real yeah. as it can be. Um, uh, Ren showed me some of the, the video of this, and it was incredible. There was an actress playing Ray, and 
I went and watched the videos again and again, but if somehow they have a retractable, retractable light beam that actually comes out of her lightsaber and it's like, and it goes back in and all she has is the hilt. And it's like, I was shocked. Like I have, let's see, do I have one? I do. I have one right here. Mine yeah. doesn't do anything. It just, you know, it's just like a regular lightsaber. She can go, and next thing you know, she's good to go. And it's just like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I watched that so many times. I'm like, how the hell did they do this? Like, just magic. Yeah, I did some more research trying to figure out how they do it, and they're being very careful about how they did it. But they had mentioned in the report that the idea came to them from a very simple device. You'll never guess what it is. A flashlight? A tape measure. So the same concept of a tape measure. So hear me out. I'm explaining this because the, the people in the article, were they went looking for the patents to see if they could kind of suss it out. And so what they're suggesting is, you know, um, the LED light strands that we can all get and they have like the sticky side and you tape them behind your TV and everything looks cool. Yeah. The suggestion is like a tape measure. That's what's inside this thing. And it's rolled up in a ball. And when she pushes a button, it uh, pulls out, like it pops out. And then when she pushes a button, it retracts and it's, it lights up as it goes. And that's what makes the effect. So is it like... So when it's like fully um, extended, is it's, it like a is a rod or what? Yeah, what? it's it's essentially like a tape measure, but with LED lights. But there's something special, obviously, about the LED lights that you can't just see that it's a, a strip of LED lights. So yeah. there's something more going on. But I think that's the basic concept. They've somehow come up with this light strip. So the the most easiest way to explain it is they have a roll of light strip that pulls out, then retracts back in. And it lights up to where you can't tell it's a light strip. You just see the aura of the light as if it's a real lightsaber. And that's super impressive. So this is only for show. You can't be like, let's go sword battle. Bang, right. bang, bang. Exactly. So oh, you yeah. can't buy it. I, um, if they do have sword battles, I'm sure it'll be very choreographed so that no one can end up breaking their... <laughs> think if you're a kid battling with a tape measure. I mean, you hit yeah. that on one thing, it's like... Whoop. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, the concept is super cool. I, I can't wait till one day when we can buy real lightsabers. But for right now, it'll just be part of their shows. And they'll probably, depending on how it works, keep you at a certain distance. It won't be like the girls that are walking around getting their pictures taken with everybody. She'll be like yeah. the onstage performer. Can you show me your saber? <laughs> how long does it get? <laughs> that's what I want to know. So that's yeah, it. That's all I have. I'm curious to see if they're going to do like Kylo's like last saber with the little like side ones like well i suppose if that's how the effect works i mean it maybe it would work that way too i don't know or maybe even better because they do darth maul where it goes out of both ends oh yeah yeah i don't know super curious yeah so um i'm stoked for uh to go back to disneyland when they have this and see it in real person you know see it firsthand yeah nice that's it do you have anything else anything else you want to add before we wrap this bad boy stamp it and mail it I think we're good, man. We hit our, our time mark. So I think the audience yeah. are like, hurry up and finish, damn it. I'm done. I want to hear that funny little bit at the end. Cool. All right. With that, we bid you all adieu. Bye. Show me what you got. I still think you should have called the company Masturbators. <laughs> I know. <laughs>